Letting go of the person you are to make space for who you will become can feel scary. And it's the way to reclaim your full spiritual power. Listen to this episode as I interview Christy Whitman, our special guest, and talk about the desire factor. And remember to download our free best burnout recovery routine for daily rituals to keep your energy calm, focused, and vibrant. Hello, everybody. This is Leah Lund, and I want to introduce you today on I Am Vibrant to Christy Whitman. I'm so excited to have Christy here. Um, Christy and I had an opportunity to meet several years ago, and I'll share a little bit about the experience uh, that we shared in just a moment. But first, to give you a little bit about Christy, if you're not familiar, she's a New York Times bestselling author, transformational leader, a master certified law of attraction coach. She's appeared on everything, (laughs) Uh, the Today Show, the Morning Show, in People Magazine, um, Hollywood Life, Women's Day. She also has authored several books and has a new book out that we'll talk about. And the reviews on that read like a, a who's who of manifestation and law of attraction. And Christy has helped thousands of people worldwide achieve their goals through her empowerment seminars, her speeches, her coaching sessions her products, and really by giving you your voice, your strength, and your healing. So Christy, first of all, welcome. I'm so excited to have you here on I Am Vibrant. So much for having me. It's so great to be with you, sweetie. Yeah. So let's just mention, so we, we were reminiscing and trying to put a date on when we, when we met and you know how that is time flies. And, uh, but Christy was featured. So for those of you listening that are aware of my role in something called Awakening Giants, it is a a movement really at this point uh, that began as transformational travel experiences, taking, taking leaders and influencers and visionaries like Christy to different places in the world and, and creating an experience where they get to have their own personal experience uh, because Uh, It is an energy circulation. And sometimes when it's all output and supporting and holding space and container for others, um, that burnout, that stuck life force uh, can can happen to the best of us. And so uh, as this Awakening Giants project evolved, it also is being put into a web TV series. And I just want to say that Um, hopefully even by the time this airs, check the show notes, I for sure will uh, drop a link where everybody can follow the progress of this project and this movement. And um, there should be some juicy updates in terms of watching the actual show itself. So, so Christy, that was where we met. And um, I know it's been a while, but, but share a little bit about why you said yes to that opportunity, because you know, I, it, uh, it's not like you didn't have anything else to do. I know that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just, I, I, you know, Lynn Rose had asked me, she invited me to do it. And what I loved about it was that, you know, it, it, for me as a teacher, you know, first I'm a student and I've always been a student and I became a teacher coach or healer, you know, now channeler, because I was sharing what I was doing that worked and didn't work. And, you know, there's this, there's this kind of thought process that if someone is a coach or if they're a teacher, that they too don't have their own 
processes that they go through. And the fact is that I don't care who we are, we're all human, right? You might be the leaders of the leaders and you still have your human moments. You still have those moments where you're stretched and where you have to grow. And so I love the process of what the whole premise of what this show is about is that you're taking people that lead people and you're putting them in situations where they have to apply what they teach. And they have to, you know, they're in situations like, I don't want to go into anything, but there were moments during filming of that show where I was stretched and I had to look at, okay, where are my limitations here? And how do I need to apply what I know in order to get back in alignment so that I'm not feeling like you're, you were saying in a burnout situation. And so I love the fact that this show is going to sh- is going to show how you have leaders that are stretched to their own limits and what they do to get out of it. Yes. Uh, I, what, very well said. And I, and I can feel the collective sigh <laughs> of relief out there of, of, you know, just hearing somebody that has achieved what you have um, say that because there there's always levels and layers and, I love the fact that you mentioned being a lifelong learner and, and beginner's mind. And sometimes it's learning the same lesson over again. And sometimes and it's learning and over and over again. Yeah. And what I, what I, um, what stood, one of the things that really stood out for me, for me from associate producing that whole experience of awakening giants was that we couldn't really anticipate what that moment would be for each person. You know, we definitely incorporated some, some stretchy things like ropes courses. And uh, we did the first fire walk on the Galapagos Island ever and, you know, things like that. And yet it might be something completely different having to do with like the accommodations or another, another personality on the show or, you know, and so or driving, um, driving on a bus that was almost oh, about to tip over because the guy yes. was going too fast. And we weren't filming during that time. But it was like, how, as a collective, do we speak up and say, you know, hey, this isn't comfortable for me, you know, stop driving so fast. We're going to tip over, right? Right. And having one of the leaders yell at us for saying, hey, we're not comfortable with this. And, you know, she was saying, hey, everybody shut up and it's quiet and driver knows what he's doing. And we're all like, no, this is not okay. And for us to speak up and speak out and say, we're not okay here. We're uncomfortable. And, you know, that for me was one of those pivotal moments where it's like, it's not okay to put your life in someone else's hands and feel uncomfortable and not say something like, Hey, I'm, I'm not okay here. Slow down, you know, and, and really be able to ask for what you need in a moment like that. Absolutely. Yeah. What a real and raw, you know, moment to, uh, as you as you you take me back there uh, um, when you mention it, and what a real and raw moment to recalibrate to what your values are, you know, what your yeah. beliefs are, what your values are, what's important to you. Um, that that sometimes, even though we're operating from those, we're operating in a day to day way that it's it becomes kind of comfortable and um, familiar. And, and yeah, that was, that was definitely a yes, moment. Let's, let's, it, it's not gonna be, it was not gonna be in the show. So we were driving yeah. from one place to the next to go to our next, you know, filming place. 
and the driver was driving on the freeway, we, we had more, obviously we had a, a you know, a, a van or a bus filled with women. So we had, of course, more luggage than the weight would, <laughs> you know, allow. Yeah. And he was driving very fast. And mm-hmm. as he was driving the, the bus itself, it was tipping and yeah. it was really scary. It was it like was a scary. really bad Disney Disneyland ride with, that was not on rails. <laughs> and when, and, Perfect and, way to describe it. Yeah. And, yeah. and windy mountain roads. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Very windy mountain roads. And, yeah. and uh, so it was scary. It was, it was a bit scary for a lot of us and um, you know, to, to be able to, uh, you know, say and speak out loud going, whoa, you know, so um, that that's kind of what happened that Leah and I were talking about. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for that. So, okay, so let, let I want to really talk first about I know that you share very openly that becoming who you are today, the person that you are today, um, ha- has been a journey of letting go. And I would love for you to touch on that. Yeah, it's, it's one of the principles that I talk about in the desire factor. It's one of the last principles. It's the principle of surrender and really, you know, letting go of who I was to, in order to become more of who I am is really one of those things. I mean, if I want to be more abundant, if I want to be, you know, healthier, if I want to be more in a place of love, I have to release and let go of those places and imprints that are not of that. And that's really where my journey began 25 years ago, where I was, had so many lack thoughts and negativity and, and, you know, condemnation and criticism and judgment that it was like, nothing was ever enough. And my parents, God love them. They're still this way in their late eighties they'll never change. They'll always be like that. But it's like life is so it's, it, it's so mm, such, it's such a suffering. It's such a struggle. And so I had to let go. And that became my commitment to let go of all of those thoughts that were based in lack and the perspective that was based in lack. And as that journey began, you know, I continually, and to this day, right? Continually have to let go of those thoughts that don't serve me, of those emotions that don't serve me and of that, those perspectives that don't serve me, because I know that those are of, you know, a imprinted conditioned way of thinking, feeling, being, whereas I don't want to live there. I want to live in alignment with my divine, which feels good. And which, you know, allows me to thrive and create more of what I want. And, you know, I've had some different scenarios in in those 25 years where I had my sister committed suicide. We're actually going on the 25th anniversary of it. And um, that was a big letting go, letting go of all the tears, letting go of the anger, letting go of her in a sense, in a physical, you know, experience, still have her with me energetically. And, and even went through a divorce, you know, and, and it was a letting go of that relationship and letting go of a corporate uh, career that I had built and, and was very successful in. And so all of these things, I had to let go of, of my first husband in order to create the husband I have now, which I've been with him 15 years. We have two amazing boys together. I mean, I would have never been able to create that with him and have the, the amazing love in my life now if I wasn't willing to let go of what wasn't feeling good and what didn't serve me. 
And even now it's like, I, I am living my passion and purpose every single day in my career. I get to be my own boss. I get to have my own hours. You know, I get to say how much or how little I'm going to work. And, you know, if I'm going to write a book or not, I mean, these are all decisions that I get to make because I let go of my corporate job and let go of the steady, you know, to every two week paycheck and, and all of that. So it, it always is a journey of letting go. We have to release where all of us are always in transition. We're in transition from this moment to this moment. And some of us are in transitions that are bigger, like a divorce or like a loss or like a, you know, starting a new business or bigger transitions where we move or, you know, those type of things. We, we always have transitions, whether they're super tiny from this moment to this moment, or they're what we deem as catastrophic, catastrophic, right? You know, they, they could be very, it's a spectrum, like anything in our physical universe, right? And when we understand that it's transitioning in one moment to the next or one thing to the next, that it's always our choice, how we're going to let go. And then what we're going to bring in, we're in charge of that. It's not outside of us. It's, it's within us as a choice and as a decision, but it's, there's always going to be a letting go. I let go of this last moment. I let go of the last five moments ago so I could be present now and then move into the next five moments. Um, yeah, yes. I, I love everything you said there. And, and I know this is going to be very inspiring for the listeners, because the thing about that is when you're letting go, you don't know what you're letting go for, mm-hmm. you know, so, so it's unnerving and it's, there's no clarity and it's this faith and this trust. But I, I really appreciate that you said all of us are always in transition because I know that, especially I think with entrepreneurs and coaches and healers, um, or somebody that's established a certain level of success at some point, and then comes upon a moment like this, um, there's a lot of emotion around that and a lot of self-judgment and even guilt. And I know you talk about shedding that guilt. Um, and, and so to know that all of us are always in transition and to come to a place of I don't know if it's ever comfortable, completely comfortable, but uh, not unexpected. Maybe that would, would that be a way <laughs> to describe, you know, the, the way of being and the perspective or say more of that. And especially about the guilt. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of like two things. If we could all literally wrap our heads around the fact that it's kind of like, you know, we know that there's going to be taxes and we know there's going to be death, right? It's like, we could accept those two things were golden, right? Well, at the same time, if we can accept that there's going to be contrast, meaning things that come up, show up, you know, that it's not being asserted in our experience, that it's, that it's actually something we are drawing towards ourselves because of law of attraction. If we can look for the contrasting experience and make peace with it and then pivot off of, you know, okay, this is clearly what I don't want and pivot off of it and get back in alignment with what our desires are. That's why I wrote the desire factor, you know, really get in a place of, well, this is what I desire. This is why I desire it. And this is how I want to feel. You know, if we, if we can understand that contrast shows up to inform us of what we are currently vibrating at, and we've been vibrating at, a while because it's created a momentum that actually manifested something. Well, unless we want to continue to manifest those same kind of contrasting situations, we need to pivot and and shift. So if we could get comfortable with the unwanted things that show up and understand that that's going, okay, that's just not what I want. 
I want something else and then be able to pivot our energy field onto that new thing that we do now we are not now clear on we're in a much better place and same with the tr- the idea of transition so if we could get peaceful and you know masterful and that's why the council talks about energy mastery there's always going to be contrast there's always going to be transition so if we can make peace with ourselves and you know find that faith within the transition no matter how big or how long or you know w- what it is and also the contrast, these are the things that kind of knock us off in life. And if we're just aware that there is transition, if we're, if we are aware that there's going to be contrast, then any lower level emotion like guilt or shame or anger, or frustration, or disappointment or sadness, or, you know, any of those, we can understand how to process them, how to, you know, do it in a way that we're not holding on and imprinting ourselves even more. And that we're moving and flowing in the next phase of the next transition. So, you know, when, when something unwanted happens, a lot of times people will wrestle with the unwanted and defend against it. And they feel guilty that they created it or they beat themselves up for why I should have known better. And, you know, all these other things when guilt, for example, is a emotion that's supposed to be there to alert us to the fact that we're doing something that is harming or hurting another person and we're doing it consciously. Well, most of us take guilt as a way to shame ourselves and to beat ourselves up. And, and it's not even useful for what we're, it's supposed to be used for. I mean, if you could honestly ask, like I've, I've heard a lot of people talk about mom guilt, you know, like if they have a business Mm. and then they have a child, it's like, you're, you're literally in your career working and you feel guilty because you're not with your kid, but it's like guilt is there to, to, to inform you that you're doing something that's hurting or harming someone from a conscious perspective. Like if you go rob a, a bank, right. Or if you hurt or harm someone in some way, that guilt is there. It's hardwired in us just to feel, to make us feel like, Oh, that's not right. I shouldn't be doing this. But if you're building a business and creating impact, right, and you're feeling guilty because you're not with your child, that's the wrong use. You're not giving yourself to the business and you're not giving doing justice to the kid either because the child's going to feel, feel that. And vice versa, if you're with your child and you're feeling guilty because you're not, you know, making another phone call or doing another presentation or whatever it is, you know, you're not fully present with the child and you're evoking a negative lower vibration in that equation. So when we have the awareness that we're guilt beating ourselves and then therefore shaming ourselves, we need to just stop and tell ourselves, okay, I'm not doing this on, I'm not doing this to harm someone. I'm not taking time away from my child, for example, you know, on purpose to hurt him or her, right? I'm, I'm building a business. I'm actually doing this for them so I could provide for them. Right. So that I'm, I'm in my alignment of what I'm here to do so that more of me can be present when I am with my child. This is just an example, right? Yeah. But it's, it's having that awareness of when we're doing something and then releasing the emotions. And, and that's really where my work has gone um, over the last decade, and especially in the last several, several years since I've been channeling the council, because it's all about mastering our energy, our own energy. I mean, everything is energy. We know this. We've heard this over and over and over again. It has been proven by quantum physics, science, everything is energy. And 
when we understand that we are, as human beings, we are energy receivers, have to. We have trillions and trillions of cells that have receptor sites. They receive in energy all the time. Are we either picking up energy from other people or are we deliberately bringing in that flow of energy, that high vibration that we want? So that's number one, we're energy receivers, we're energy containers. A lot of women especially will bring in the energy and send it out. We don't leave any for ourselves. So we feel depleted. Mm. So we have to receive in the energy. We have to hold and contain the energy. And then we are always transmitting energy out. How do we transmit energy out? Well, what we say, our words, our energetic vibration transmitters, what we think, what we perceive, how we feel is a big one. Mm-hmm. And then how, what we act, what, what, what behaviors, what actions that we take, we're like energy towers sending out these signals all day, every day from our consciousness, which is again, words, thoughts, perspective, emotions, and actions. And when we can go, wait a minute, I'm having that thought that I should be with my son when I'm working in the business that splits my energy. That doesn't feel good. So how can I find a better thought? You know, I'm going to be fully present in my business, knowing that my son is fine and my son is in a good place and I'm not doing anything to hurt or harm him by working on my business. That gives me freedom to be then fully invested in my business. And then when I go and see my son or child girl or, you know, daughter or whatever it is, then I'm fully there for my child. And again, when you're with your child and the thought comes up, you know, oh, I should be doing this. It's letting that should go away, mm-hmm. right? Those thoughts of, and those words of, of should and say, I'm good. I, my business is going to be fine. You know, it's, it's like, we could write down an idea if you want, but be fully present with your son or your daughter or, yeah. granddaughter or whomever. That's such a beautiful example because that is so common for, for female entrepreneurs, for women entrepreneurs, for moms um, uh, also running a business. And yet, you know, it shows up obviously in other, other, ways as well, or, or other con internal conflicts, you know, as well. So I love that you, um, shared that so clearly. And, uh, uh, you mentioned the council and I want to get to them. Um, before we do though, if there were a starting point that you could recommend for somebody who's listening, who's feeling that conflict, you know, feeling intellectually, they understand energy and that we're energy and, and have your energy at a high vibration and all of that. And, you know, then life situations, business, whatever it is comes in. Is there maybe a starting point you could recommend for people? I love that you asked that question because I've got that question for years and years. And so I always said the same answer. And then I did something about it. What I mean by that is we have to watch our words because if our consciousness is those five things that we talked about, Words are the starting point. Even says in the Bible, in the beginning, there was the word. And what what are thoughts? Thoughts are a series of words. If we can get very clear on the words that pull our energy down and close off our energy and have us creating what we don't want and pivot and change it to words that are more expansive, that align us, that are more creative, then that's the first starting point. Because when you change the words you then change the thoughts, you then change the perspective, you, gen- you then change the emotions, and then you change the outcome. So I created a program that everybody can uh, go to, and I know you're going to have it in the um, show notes, but it's, yes. uh, it's watchyourwords.com. And what it is, it's a free video series. You get a video every day, two to four minutes. They're quick 
And all they tell you is three things. What you want, what is a word or phrase you absolutely want to eliminate from your vocabulary? Why? What's it doing to you vibrationally, energetically, and what you want to say instead? And it's amazing because there's 30 words and phrases that most people have no idea what they do. Um, During the pandemic, I was hearing everybody I mean, everybody from people in the on celebrities being interviewed to co- people I was coaching to, you know, athletes to neighbors to even my kids going, I miss, you know, I miss this. I miss going here. I miss doing this. I miss, 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 miss. And when we say I miss, it's a perception that we are lacking something, which lack always feels bad. And mm-hmm. when we have that I miss, It closes down our energy. This is just one of the words and phrases of the 30. When we shift our energy, when we shift our mindset to, I look forward to, now we're open and now we're creative. I'll give you a personal example. I remember one time during the lockdown, I said to my husband, I miss going on a date with you, which felt like horrible. And then I went, no, wait a minute. Let's, what kind of date can we do right now? Right. Instead of saying I miss, so the two of us went out and we didn't take the dog. We didn't take the kids. We just went to a little park area in our neighborhood and we sat there and I said, you know, I really look forward to going on a date with you and because I switched from I miss to I look forward to. And that conversation of I look forward to what do we want to do? Because then that I look forward to gets creative and it became like, yeah. let's go to dinner because all the restaurants were closed. Right. It's like when the restaurants open up. Where do we want to go? And we started thinking of all of our favorite restaurants and which one we really wanted to go back. And then it was like, ooh, Ocean 44. Oh, yeah, that's the one, right? And like <laughs> that, that got us excited. And it's like, do we want to go alone or do we want to go with a couple friend? We haven't seen our couple's friends, right? And it gets very creative. And then, yeah, let's go with Natalie and Tim. And, you know, and, and then it becomes, for me, it's like, ooh, what am I going to wear, right? So when we came back from our little picnic date, I came back and I went into my closet and started picking out the outfit that I was, you know, the dress and the shoes that I was going to wear because yeah. I'm a fashion girl, right? And so it became something very creative during a time when there wasn't a lot of, you know, excitement and creativity going on. So if I would have said, I miss go, we're, how, we can't do anything. Well, we did. We went on a date, just he and I went in the park, you know, mm-hmm. and then got creative. Mm-hmm. So there are words and phrases that pull our energy down, limit our creativity. And if we flip them, it opens us up to possibilities and to creativity. Yeah. We're, I, we're, I couldn't agree more. I mean, words, in fact, at, at the launch of this season of the podcast, I forget if it's for episode four, one of them, I, I speak about exactly this about words, you know, and the power of them and, and, you know, language it said really was designed or, or ended up sort of covering up our emotion and covering up our, our energy. And I believe it's why animals feel so good <laughs> to be around because they're, they're so pure without the language piece. You can, you can read their energy. They can read yours. Um, and yet what a wonderful thing that we have language yeah. and, and, you know, and so, but use it wisely is what I'm hearing, um, you know, here from you is, is really pay attention to it so that the language you're using, whether it's thoughts for yourself, you know, your own thoughts in your head or, or language with other people but use it in a way that makes you feel good. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So I do want to ask, have you tell us about the council and, and how the, how you came to meet them. So 
the council, um, I met them officially. I had been feeling them for many years. Um, as you as you kind of rise in your own growth and you rise into a different energetic frequency, you know, we all have guides. We all have guides that are looking out for us. I mean, we, we each like the, the, the amount, the picture that the council gave me one day um, that I help people understand is that if you imagine yourself in the center of a football field and you have a stadium where all the fans would be in the stadium are all the guides that are here for each one of us. It's like, we have a stadium full of support, you know, angels, guides, masters, all these energetic beings that are here to support each and every human being that's on the planet. And when we can like feel our way into that, it feels so good, right? To like, oh my gosh, I'm so supported in that way. Well, we have many different guides that kind of come off the, off the uh, you know, out of the stands and are our main guides. And when you rise up in your energy and your ascension, those, those guides change. It's like a changing of the guards, right? And so there was a pivotal point in um, about 2017-ish around there for me where my guides changed and they went into a higher level. And with that, um, the council started speaking to me and started giving me instructions, but I wasn't full on channeling them, but I would see pictures. I would get these images and I would, you know, like, what is that? I'm like, am I hallucinating? It was, it was like, what? I'm seeing these clear pictures. I was hearing things. I, they were giving me instructions to tell clients. My hands would start going up, um, you know, really, really odd things. Like my hands would start going up, even working with clients before that it was, but it was like, my body was not my own. And so I was doing energy healing. And so I was stepping into, okay, I'm guess I'm not just a coach. I'm an energy healer and look at how the things I'm helping people in a shift by, you know, working with energy and, um, long story short, I almost drove off the freeway one day because this was in, I want to say it was 2000, the early part of 2018, I got this image of this council like it was just this high wow. council. Yeah, it was crazy. And I'm like, dr I'm dry. I was not on drugs. I was driving on the freeway, <laughs> had this image. And I was like, what is that? And they said, pull over. So I got off the freeway and I literally was sitting in my car, seeing this image. And they said to me, we want you to create a sacred circle of light. Great. What's that? Right. And then they got very specific on Zoom every week. People will come, you'll work on them, They'll, you'll work on their, he, you know, healing, whatever is their weekly stuff that's happening. You'll help them release it, process their emotions. I'm like, okay. So I happened to be having a, a weekend uh, earlier in the year. And I presented this to these ladies that had been working with me for a while. They all signed up. And so I had, um, I want to say it was like seven women that we'd been working together for every week. Um, it was a year long commitment kind of thing. And, uh, this one day, Leah, I'll never forget this because it was my son's birthday, but I didn't realize it until after I got the recording. Um, all of a sudden the last lady was going, it was her turn. And, um, instead of hearing them as clearly as I do, all of a sudden it was like, all of them were talking to me and I couldn't make out what they were saying. And all of a sudden my consciousness literally felt, I, I thought my physical body flung over my chair and I was, oh, it was like, I was over on my chair listening to what was happening. And I, I was, I, it was clear, 
that that was not me. And there was this other, you know, being that was speaking through me. And so I was like the witness to what was happening. And then when they were done, the wisdom that came out of them, I mean, all the ladies on the call were crying. I came back in my body and I'm like, oh my God, that's never happened. It was, it was full on, full embodiment. I was, my consciousness was out. Their consciousness was, they were utilizing my mouth, my words, you know, my voice box, everything. And it was incredible. And since that time, which was September 17th, 2018, um, they have been helping people heal and giving them great wisdom because they don't just bring a great energy and they don't just bring great wisdom. They actually can see holographically where someone's imprints are and they all will tell the person where it is and not just say, oh, you got an imprint there and then be off. They, you got an imprint here. Let's release the energetic imprint. So they help the person literally release it, heal it. So now they're like a, a totally new person. So people's health, uh, finances, relationships. I mean, just people have like women have lost weight, like 30, 40 pounds without dieting. Um, men too. Uh, just levels like doctor levels of blood and liver level is like completely back to normal. And doctors are literally (laughs) scratching their heads going, what is happening here? Um, It it is. It's fun when a client says to me, I went to my doctor, my doctor is going, how did you get rid of that? How did you, they're, they're asking you. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, which is, you know, of course who we are, like that is the divine intelligence that our body is, our brain is, our, our um, higher power, whatever terms we use for that. Um, wow, that I have chills. I mean, that's what an amazing experience. And, um, and also that it that it came along in, you know, you were already doing this work. So I really heard very clearly there, it, it's an ascension a progression and, oh, and sure. a progression, you know, yeah. and, and it goes back to how we started our conversation of not not feeling guilt or not getting stuck or tripped up by when there is a lesson to learn again, you know, because that's, that's how the progression is possible is if you receive all of that as, as um, opportunity and as, okay, this is where my attention is being directed. And now what can I learn about that? So I just, I love it. So before we wrap up, I do want to um, share about the desire factor. So this is your latest book, which is already released. Yes. That, or yes. So, okay. Just yes, released. Already, it just, yeah, yeah, already released and um, did really well. Uh, and um, it's, it's one of those books that came to me and this was interesting because it was a, again, a progression because the, the name came to me one day, the cover or the, the desire factor as a book title is like, oh my gosh, that was like downloaded. Right. And then the actual content started coming through. And then there was like a pause. It, there was, if I would have continued at that point, it would have been a pushing. And I'm like, I don't want to do that. And then the council came through and it's like, now we're picking up. And so the council's wisdom is totally infused in this book. Um, you can feel it in every word that you read and, and the information. And they're the ones that organized and structured it because it's seven steps, seven principles um, that most people have learned, you know, these different principles, but have them in the wrong order. So like kind of padlock, you know, if the, if the numbers mm-hmm. get out of order, you don't get it right in the right place. They don't, oh, it doesn't open. And so that's why 
a lot of people, and as you had mentioned in the beginning, a lot of people that are manifestation experts endorse this book, like most of the people in The Secret, like Bob Proctor and, you know, John Assaroff and Marcy Shimoff and Marie Diamond and Lisa Nichols and Bob Doyle and, you know, like Joe Vitale. I mean, it goes on and on. Um, they've endorsed it because it really does take what we know about manifestation to a totally different level because it's not my information. It's the council's, right? It's like, Hey, yeah. humans that want to live in this realm and create and play and have a good life. You need to desire again. Cause a lot of people stop desiring, right? Yes. How, many, how many times did we have a desire and put our, our goal or our desire out there and then it didn't manifest and we're like, Oh, what's the use? Right. It's like, right. You know, it's no desires are about who we become in the process of a desire. It's not, you know, yes, it's nice to have the end all be all thing, but who did we become? It's the expansion. It's even, you know, I just heard, for example, I was telling my husband, um, Ellen DeGeneres is, is no longer going to be doing her show. And many years ago, I put out that my desire is to be, uh, you know, on the Ellen DeGeneres show. And, the, and you'll laugh at this. So I actually got on the show as a as a participant, as a, uh, you know, audience member, this is many years ago. And mm -hmm. I, what I was pitching back then is I was speaking on suicide prevention and, you know, and bullying and things like that. Um, I got on the show as a VIP guest, got to meet Ellen, danced with her, the whole thing. And they, she had a person on her show that was talking about bullying. And as they panned the audience, I'm literally right there on the Ellen show as someone's talking about bullying. And I was like, okay, universe, you're funny. No, I wanted to be the guest on the show, <laughs> right? I mean, technically I was on Ellen's show right. while they were talking about bullying and it was like a panned on me, right? I'm like, you're cute. No, like I want yeah. to be a guest on the show. Oh, right? I should have been a little more specific. A little more specific. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, so, and I feel like the universe is like, ha ha, you know, you got what you want. But um, so, so I That's kept cool. putting that out there, right? Like I would love to be on Ellen. Well, I just found out that Ellen is no longer going to be continuing her show. Right. And so it was a feeling of, ah, that desire didn't manifest. And then I thought yeah. about it. I'm like, ah, but I'm like, but look at what I did and who I became because of that desire to, you know, all, all the media training and all of the, you know, other shows that I went on and, you know, all the other things that I did because that was my end all be all. I want to be on her show. Right. And so it's who I became. Did I get to get on her show? No, but who I became in the process of doing that. It's, it was really about impacting. Why did I want to go on her show? Because I wanted to impact people with this knowledge, with this information. So aren't I doing that here? Aren't I doing that when I'm on other podcasts or other TV shows or, you know, when I'm doing this, when I'm on stages or on summits or yes, I'm already doing that. But my mind thinks it's got to be that way that that form in order to get the main desire, the main desire and I'll be always not to go on Ellen. Why would I want to go on Ellen? Why would I want to go on Oprah or any of those shows? Right. Because I want to create impact. I want clients that are resonating with me and what I have to teach that's different from other people that I can help them become more aligned with who they really are. That's really what the desire is. 
So when we can realize what is the desire, what's the bigger reason we have this desire? What is it the desire going to bring us and the life, you know, all the creativity and the energy, the life force energy that flows through us, that's the juice of a desire. Yes. Amazing. And, and that's a perspective, you know, a perspective shift and, and what comes up to me too, is the trust, the trust that if it's happening, it's happening, you know, there's a reason that it's going this way and just widening our view. Thank you for sharing that example. Cause that's, uh, it's so clear <laughs> and it's amazing. This has been so fun, Christy, to spend time with you again. And I thank you so much for being here. And again, for everyone listening in the show notes, we have uh, for the book, the desirefactor.com. Uh, you can find more on Christy and her programs at christywhitman.com. And then the very generous uh, free course that you mentioned, watchyourwords.com. Christy, thank you so much. Thank it was just you. amazing to have you here. So good to connect with you. And thank you for what you do in the world, Leah. Thank you. Thank you. And for our viewers, um, we also have in the show notes, my daily burnout recovery routine, which is a routine to keep you in your calm energy, your focused energy, your open energy, so that you can continue to lead your high frequency business and life. And uh, that is in the show notes as well. I'll be with you all next time on the next episode of I Am Vibrant. Bye for now. 